October 4th, 2023. Let's talk. Why are you laughing? You know any tokens for the machine down the street? Welcome to the Why Are You Laughing Podcast! <laughs> hey guys, good morning. Um, I It's been a long time since I got behind this microphone. <sighs> Probably about a month and a half, I'd say. Um, and I can't apologize enough. I, I know that... Um, you know, maybe there's not a, a ton of listeners. Like, there's maybe, you know, there's maybe 20 people that that tune in a few times uh, to to hear the old episodes or what have you, or um, who wait for new ones. And I sincerely apologize, and I'm here to explain myself. Um, it hasn't been lost on me that, you know, people change, things change in your life, and it happens to everybody. I just happen to be one of those people that has a really hard time dealing with it, unfortunately. Um, letting go is something that I'm constantly trying to work on. Um, there are a lot of things that I go through mentally. Um, as I get older, I really look at my mental health and I question, you know, the things that uh, used to make me happy as a child, uh, into a teenager, into a young man, and now into an adult, you know. In a few days, I'm approaching my 28th year on this planet. And I know I'm not supposed to have everything figured out. Nobody is. And I know that there are people who are in their 50s that are still trying to figure it out. So it, it's not, I, I'm not meant to figure it out in... In that way, I'm not meant to have everything structured and ready to go and have a boat with a mansion. It's like, <clears throat> in my case, it's not supposed to happen like that. Uh, first off, August, I had about five shows that were, you know, everything was crazy. It was so busy. And then into September and, uh, you know, end of August was really rough for me. I got myself into a situation that. It seemed like I wasn't going to be able to get out of. I was about to lose everything. I was about to lose my friends. And, you know, I'm not going to get into detail on it because I don't really want to talk about it too, too much. Because, again, I have trouble holding on to things or letting go. Call it what you will. Call it sensitivity. Call it, you know, depression. Um, demons are there to beat you up. Whether you like it or not. There are always things that get buried in the closet that may come back to haunt you. You know, sorry, but it happens for everybody. Take a sip of coffee. <laughs> um, you know, I don't... There are a lot of things where, a lot of times really in this last month where I've sat in my chair and thought, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this person who can't get over the hump, can't move on, and it beats things to death. And disappointment is a very, very powerful thing because it attributes to a thing called fear. And it's a fear of intimacy. It's a fear of being alone. 
you know, I've been on my own since I was 19 years old. And originally, you know, when I first started being on my own, when I first started making decisions and, uh, or having to make decisions on my own, rather, it was a blast. I loved it. I loved the fact that I was in control of my destiny, that I was in control of what I was eating. You know, of course, the band was on tour, you know, going places and doing things. And I was very, very busy in my life because I had a certain support system for for me. Mentally, artistically, I had I had substance. I had, you know, I had rules that I followed, I guess, is sort of a bad way to put it. But I mean, in essence, I guess you guys get the point. Um, but somewhere along the line, you know, you don't realize how quick it can sneak up on you that you're in trouble. And then little by little, you start to lose yourself. You start to lose uh, reality. You don't have a grip on it as well as you did before. Things fade. You know, uh, friends fade. Relationships fade. Uh, You know, attributes fade, unfortunately. You know, you're not as maybe as kind of a person as you used to be. You're not as tolerant of people as you used to be. And that sucks. It sucks. It's a really crappy thing that happens to people when, you know, they're not who they are perceived to be. Because everyone goes around maybe and says, oh, this guy has such a great reputation. He's a great, he's a beautiful human being. He does things for people. And that's all well and good. But when you're not happy with yourself, you don't take those compliments and you don't attribute that to who you have been for the past few years of your life, maybe even the past 10 years. Um, And that's kind of what happened to me. I don't, there's a lot of points in life where I sit there and I pray to be happy because, you know, mental health is so important. And if you have friends that you can talk to, if you have a therapist that you can talk to, by God, you better get up and do it. Because you don't know what kind of cards you're going to be dealt in this life. You don't know. There's no guarantees of anything. I'm going to throw this computer out the window if it yells at me again. (laughs) I should have done this episode on my iPad, but I'm a fool. Anyway. It's, um, it's a very strange thing not being able to understand why you're feeling the things that you're feeling. Um, and I think it comes with time. It comes with experience. It comes with bad experience. It comes with phenomenal experience. I mean, there's so many things that you can attribute to growth that are going to be so painful so brilliantly positive, um, you know, and when things go sour, we're so quick to question, at least me personally, we're so quick to question our creativity, our mental capacity, whether or not we want to be on this planet or not. 
and that comes from any sort of sadness, you know, whether you you get dumped or whether, you know, uh, you stop talking to certain people who maybe, or rather they've stopped talking to you, um, like friends or, or, or family members who don't agree with certain things that you view as uh, right or wrong. And that's okay. I didn't, I have a hard time with losing friends. You know, I've lost a lot of friends in 28 years on the on the planet. You know, just recently a friend of mine passed away uh, because he could not get out of the hole he was in. He didn't reach out to anybody. He couldn't make the leap to get help. And I think about that every day. I've thought about it every day since he passed away. And, you know, he was in his 40s, guys. And he had so much left to give. And I've been in that spot where I don't think I have anything else to give anymore. I've been feeling that a lot lately. And, you know, there comes a time where the bad outweighs the good and you feel like you're not in a spot where you can get out but you know I'm here to tell you that I've had a lot of loss you know I've lost friends I've lost grandparents I've lost you know relationships in my life that I probably could have saved and if I was smart enough I would have but you know Everything just comes with time, and if you're not ready to do something, you're not ready, and that's just the end of it. Nobody else is going to force you to make a move, and it's going to be up to you. It's like trying to force somebody to like a vegetable. When you're young, you're not going to like it, and your palate will change when you get older. But the fact that somebody is not content with your journey and is trying to force something along when it's really none of their concern is it's invasive and it's abrupt and it's it's inappropriate. No one has a right to tell you to be something that maybe you can't be or maybe you're not ready to be we base our decisions off of emotions and you know for me I just have been in a hole lately that I didn't think I could get out of and the good thing is is that I've had the foresight to understand that I've had the foresight to understand that I all these things that are going through my mind right now that I'm talking to you guys about are temporary. And if I could get that message across to any person is that these things that people are having such a hard time with, those main things like the future or what you should or shouldn't be by the time you're this age or that age is so utterly preposterous. It's like, you know, the fact that we're entertaining 
other people to to change ourselves is wrong. It's not about it's about whether people can accept you for you or not. And if they can't do that, then you know what? Get those people out of your life. And it, it's, and I'm not saying like every attribute, like your friends accept you, they accept your good and your bad. But if they're willing to leave you because you're not changing for them, then that's on them. That's on them 100%. It's, uh, it can be hard. It can be very, very difficult to, to blame yourself when you have the mindset, when you're a sensitive person, it can be very easy to blame yourself and want to change for that other person. And you know what? Sometimes it's not, it's not a completely horrible thing. Maybe there are th- some things that we could tweak. You know, it's we could tweak our attitude, we could tweak our understanding. Um but we still need to be honest with ourselves and if we're not talking about it, if we choose to ghost either ourselves or our friends and not accomplish any progress or any sort of understanding, then we're at fault. And we need to recognize the fact that all this stuff is temporary. This life is temporary. You know, our feelings are temporary. Uh, Our health is temporary. Right now, in 2023, we're not, you know, we're living in a very angry world. We're living in a very toxic environment where we don't feel that it's important to have conversation anymore. And it's sad. It's really, really sad that we can't call our friends and have a conversation because they don't want to cater to that friendship anymore or that relationship or, you know, whatever it may be. So, I guess the point of this podcast, what I'm trying to talk to you guys about is self-reflection, self-growth, and self-meaning. What matters to you? What's important to you? Is something going to hinder that? Is something going to get in the way? Are there things, are there goals in your life that you want to reach but you feel you can't because of this person or that person or, you know, this sort of negative feeling, don't. Don't. Stop. Be the ve- the best version of yourself that you can be. And you know what? At this point in my life, I'm still trying to figure, again, like I'm still trying to figure that out, but it's all time. It's all time. I had a very, very uh, beautiful conversation with my dear friend, Abram Jones. Uh, Shout out to him. He's the best. And we were talking about podcasting, and I told him I hadn't done an episode in a while and how I was scared to come back and do something like this again since I hadn't done it for like a month and a half. And he was saying to me that self-episodes were probably 
a good idea. Like if we got on here maybe for not an hour, maybe if I do self-episodes, I do maybe 30 minutes or, or whatever I want to do. Um, and just get on here and talk some stuff with you guys about what's going on. And he was right. You know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of times where I don't feel qualified to do this show. I don't feel qualified, uh, to, to be a host. You know, this whole thing came from an idea that, you know, our lives were temporarily on pause because of a virus that was killing people. We were inside, um, you know, and I had reached so many goals with doing the show when it first started, but you know, things start to die off eventually after people lose interest. And so I fell victim to that. I fell victim to the thing like, oh my gosh, people aren't listening to me. I, or, you know, I haven't done it. Maybe it's grown old. It's like, you know what? That's completely in. That's completely wrong thinking because I need to look out for what I like and I love doing this show. It's fun. I have a good time. I have a fun time creating memories and, and, you know, laughing, you know, the title of this podcast is called, why are you laughing is because we're supposed to laugh at things that aren't technically funny. (laughs) we're supposed to laugh at ourselves. We're supposed to have self, uh, deprecation and things that, you know, make us giggle at ourselves and, uh, and, uh, and, and others, you know, we're all supposed to have a fun time. We're not supposed to be putting each other down and not speaking to people and not making the needed progress or changes to ourselves. And if someone is going to judge you for that, you know, like I said, they don't belong there. They do not belong there. And, you know, again, that's all going to come with time. Especially if you're hurt. You know, I had surgery in April. I had a couple of tumors taken out. I don't know if I've spoken about it on the podcast, but that was kind of one thing I was going through at the time. And... uh you know, I have a giant scar on the side of my body. And there's a few ways I could look at that. I could look at it as an imperfection. Like, this is going to look ugly. I'm going to be looked at as gross. Or I'm going to feel this way. Or I could say, hey, I could have possibly just beat this huge disease that kills millions of people a year. You know, it's it's not... I mean, the test results came back. They weren't cancerous. Everything was fine. So I'm very proud of that, that I was able to, I mean, it all came from losing weight. But again, that's seeing yourself and adapting and making changes because you want to. Not because somebody told you to do it, not because it's written in a rule book, but because you had the push to make that decision. We face a lot of trials, I've noticed, from ages 17 to, I mean, really, I guess, from from a teenage year perspective to when you get on your own and you start making choices in your 20s. I've said this before, is that I'm a completely different human being from 19 to maybe age 22. 
that's three years. It's not like it's a huge length of time, but I mean, let's face it. It's going to happen. Your views are going to change. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying kill your inner child. I want to get that across. I still dress up like a punk rock kid because that's who I am. I still get on stage and do shows, even though maybe I have no business doing it. Maybe I suck. But it's what makes me happy. I'm satisfied with doing the things that I'm doing. You know, it's like I don't have a band anymore, and that kills me. You know, I miss those guys. I miss being on the road, laughing. I miss opening for other, like, I miss our bands opening for each other, like our friends. And uh, it's been really hard. These last three years have been really, really tough. But, I mean, if you just sit there and let it defeat you, then you're going to be stuck in spots like that for the rest of your life. And I don't think that the majority of people want that. I think that if we really try, make small goals for yourself. You know, achieve one thing a day, no matter how small it is. Make a cup of coffee for yourself. If you're a musician, try to come up with you know, some lyrics or whatever, or like get a notebook, write stuff down. I always say that definitely get a notebook. Any person who's out there, get a notebook, start writing your thoughts down, whether you're a poet, whether you're a musician, whether you're a comic, you know, any person in that kind of entertainment business or entertainment side of life would tell you, get a notebook and start writing down thoughts, feelings, lyrics, ideas, uh, things that make you happy, sad, proud, you know, concerned. Because you never know what they can turn into. That's a that's a kind of therapy that can't be bought. I'm going to say that again. Writing down your thoughts and feelings in a journal or a notebook is a kind of therapy that cannot be bought. So... Let that sink in and, you know, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad that you can't make those progressions right away. Things take time. Never in a million years. I'll tell you guys a story. This is crazy. In 2009, this is after me and Ross were best friends for, for years. You know, uh, he met a guy named CJ. And I didn't know this guy. I was a little bit jealous. You know, my best friend has another friend, that kind of thing, which happens, you know, it can happen all the time. Um, but through the years, you know, you see how it's important to share things. It's important to share things with everybody. It's important to share love and anger and confusion and passions. And, you know, when I started playing with these guys like when we threw around the idea of hey we want to be in a band hey we want to do something together we want to do a project it wasn't it was an unspoken thing it just started yeah like it things that you don't expect can happen and before you know it I was a part of something that's all I ever wanted in life was to be a part of something that was bigger than me creatively 
all the other stuff that had happened had happened. You know, I was into skateboarding and I was into hanging out with my friends and blowing stuff up. And, you know, it just like there were so many things that I was into, but music was always my main passion. It, it never felt like it never felt like work. It was just something that healed my heart. Like it was always just an outlet for me to escape from whatever stuff I was dealing with negatively. And I would sit there in my room with my light off playing my electric guitar until my mom would come in and scream at me to go to bed. <laughs> That's how much I loved it. So when I finally got in a band, it was like we were a gang and we had stories and we would go out and party together and go to fairs, you know, in Rutland. I remember Rutland, we would go to the Rutland fair and and all these creepy people would be there and we would just laugh at them and do impressions and hang out in, in Vermont. I, I will never trade those days for anything. I'll never trade those years of me being uh, in a cabin in the woods that slept like 30 people playing volleyball and, you know, kayaking, jumping off rocks, having fires, telling stories, cooking tons of amazing food. Oh my God, guys, the food, it was endless. It was like we started another country. And, <laughs> and you know, all that time, it had to come to an end eventually. And that sucked. That really sucked. Like, Ross moved away. CJ fell off the face of the earth. You know, I wasn't in a band anymore. The years that I had with those guys had passed. And, you know, again, all things are temporary. Even some good things. So... I'm always looking for the next thing. You know, I'm always looking for the next song. Any musician can tell you that you love something, an idea can be so perfect, it can be so in sync, and, you know, you finally get to the end of the hallway where you're up on stage, you play it, everyone loves it, the crowd is yelling in your ear, they love it. That's a good feeling. But it can get old. You don't want to play those songs anymore. You're always looking for the next idea. At least I, personally, on, on my story, that's what it is. Um, and so, you know, I never in a million years thought that I would be able to move on from that. So, I took the chance and the challenge to try to reinvent myself. Reinvent the way I played guitar, reinvent the way I sang, reinvent the way I wrote lyrics. Wrote, writing lyrics in, in general was a tough spot for me. But I really sat down at 14, 15 years old, because I think I started playing at Fritz Fries when I was 14, I want to say. Um, which, if you don't know, is a little sandwich it was at that point in time now it's a, a big place but it was a little sandwich shop in Keene where my sister worked at at one point and and it's where all the local musicians went to play because you got free food and um you know you got to hang out with fellow musicians it, it was like a it was like a little club so you know getting up on stage after three years of rocking and rolling with these guys and doing like crazy music videos and, you know, 
lip syncing to old songs and, and, you know, it just, that camaraderie, it, it had come to a close, which was a shame because I really had high hopes for an album. Me and CJ were planning on doing an album by ourselves. It was going to be called Everyday Catastrophe. And that project never got finished. And again, I want to pause this story to tell you that there are going to be times in your life where you may think you have the world by the balls and then someone comes and rips the carpet right out from under you. And that stinks. That stinks really bad. It's it's a pain unlike any other. And it's not just with bandmates. It's not just with friends. It's... It's relationships, uh, you know, especially when you're dating somebody that, or maybe you're not even dating them. Maybe you just think that, oh my gosh, this is a person that understands me. I understand them. We have such a good thing going. And then it all ends. And you have no explanation on either side, on your end or their end. And that can be really painful. But it relates to progression. It relates to trying to figure things out after that. You know, how can you move forward? You may not know at first. But again, it's temporary. And with time, it can heal those wounds. That old saying is so true, you know, there are a lot of things that have happened to me, guys, that I have not said on this podcast that I'm not ready to talk about. And it could be a 10-year thing that maybe I don't want to think about it anymore. Maybe I don't want to bring it up. But it, eventually I will to close that chapter of my life. And that's why I came on here today, too, was to, to, to tell you guys that. But anyway, back to the story. So... Being able to move on from the band and get into a solo thing, I still can't believe that I've been on stage, and at this point I'd been on stage since the fourth grade, because I started singing in a chorus. There was a girl that I liked a lot that was in everything. She was in chorus, she was in band, and I was like, I need to follow wherever she's going, because <laughs> I was just madly in love with her from like the second grade on. So... Anyway, through all those things, uh, I got on stage, and it was weird at first. It was hard, but it was an opportunity for growth like I'd never believed. Songwriting-wise, uh, getting out of my comfort zone, and before you know it, I had just accumulated this schedule of like just regular gigs. I mean, it was every Thursday I would be at Fritz Fry's playing shows. But I didn't want to make it so normal like that I would play the same songs every time because it gets boring. So every time I would challenge myself to write a different set every week. Every week I would go in with new songs. And that was hard. Very, very difficult, but fun. 
really fun. Fun to figure it out. Fun to figure out like what's your comfortability level on this cover or that cover or, you know, writing a song and performing it was even tough. And, you know, because your ideas are not complete thoughts yet. So figuring that out was tough. But I got to give Zach Benton a shout out, my friend who ran the mixer board and, you know, taught me that you're not the center of attention. There's room to freestyle your style, if that makes any sense. I'm hoping it does. And the people that there that are coming that come out to see you, they they love you because you're giving them their time. You're sorry. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. You're giving them your time. So they're willing to give you their time. So anyway, you know, fast forward 17, I start a band and we have a 10 year run of, uh, craziness doing shows and, uh, meeting new people being in the band. You guys have heard the stories about signals over the air. I talk about them a lot. Like I said at the beginning, I miss those guys and I still love them. Um, so, you know, I never in a million years thought that I would be able to get on a stage with some of my best friends that I ever had and rock hundreds of people. That was the goal. The goal was to get on stage and just do what you love in front of a crowd. And let me tell you something, it's the best drug anyone could ever do. I had a feeling that I've never had before and it's just like I always get on stage to this day now to to sort of get that feeling back. Because 2020, that killed it. That killed all of it. And, you know, even now, getting behind a microphone and talking to you guys about all this stuff, I feel so much better. Like, I feel good getting a lot of this out. And, um, you know, like I said, I haven't felt myself the last month and a half, to be honest. Um... I haven't, I don't feel, there's a lot of times I sat there and I'd be like, I don't feel like me anymore. And that's a really hard spot to be in. That's a really hard spot to be in when you're constantly pummeled with thoughts. So think less. Find something that you can put your full attention to that makes you happy. Um, and you know, I want to thank you guys too, because it's, it's great that, um, hopefully, even if it's just one person that I find that I can help or that can relate or that can help me, uh, better understand this navigation through life, it's important to have, it's very important. Um, I guess to close, uh, I mean, I got, I'll show you, I, I got, uh, let's see, October 6th, this weekend, I will be at Granite Roots Brewing Company over in Troy, New Hampshire. Uh, I'll be there from two to five and, um, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you guys there. Hopefully. The other thing I wanted to say is that, 
this month, October, I am completely sober. I decided to uh, add that to a part of my journey, add that to a part of my uh, routine, sort of to get some clarity on things. And I got to tell you, it's day four, and I have never felt better. I've It's... It's so funny and it's so odd <laughs> to think that, you know, when when you drink, I don't think you look forward to getting sober. But for some reason, for me, on my story, I love it. I love looking forward to something that's going to better my life and, uh, you know, give me a little bit more clarity, like I said, uh, maybe um, get some more sleep at night, you know, not be constantly sitting there thinking about things that could have been or might have been it's like if there's something in your life like we said at the beginning of the podcast is like if there's something that's going on in your life that's negatively affecting you maybe you don't realize it at the time but just sit down and write out things that maybe you think you could work on you know there's always going to be a tomorrow you know, if you give yourself that chance, there's always going to be a tomorrow. I have a friend, shout out to Taze Jones. You know, there's a lot that he goes through and we've had deep conversations and I want to attribute um, a lot of my positivity because of who he is as a person. You know, he, whatever he's going through in life, he always tries to find a silver lining and listen to his friends. You know, it may not be all the time, but I mean, it's it's a beautiful part of who he is, is being a listening ear and trying to uh, find a way to help you. And if you're listening, buddy, I love you. You're the best. Um and I try to model myself off of that too, which is why I keep in contact with people. So do yourself a favor. If you have a good friend that maybe you don't want to bother because you think that you shouldn't reach out, throw that thought in the trash. Call them up. Text them. Write them a letter. And... And use that as an outlet. You know, the friends are friends for a reason. You have... I have a really solid friend group that knows me very, very well and that I can speak to. And I guarantee you, if I didn't talk to them, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys about it right now. It's a beautiful thing to have um, the ones who love you the most also understand you which is amazing because there are a lot of times where I think people don't understand themselves. You know, I think that Chester Bennington could have had a very, very, very long life if he really tried to fix it. Like if he really tried to put forth the best effort to, you know, get more help, reach out to his friends more and, you know, I, obviously, I don't know his circumstances, and, and I, I loved him so much. But, you know, he said he had a really hard time with life, and I can relate to that. But I'm not going to stop trying. 
and neither should you. So this October, um, I'm going to try to get more podcasts out. Obviously, I'm going to try doing more of these solo podcasts for you guys. I know it's kind of sucky me giving you the ear beating for maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever. I'll try to do a short version when it comes to solo episodes because I don't want to talk for too long. Because I know you guys got stuff to do. You got stuff going on and all that bleep, 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 bleep. But anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and welcome back. Sorry for the month off. I'm, I'm here. I'm back. I'm happy. Things are going to start going a little bit smoother, hopefully. And uh, I'm excited for new projects. I'm still trying to get this documentary out with Cal Fody. Our schedules, obviously, have just been so crazy. And then me going through the things I've been going through. And then August was obviously hugely busy. Me at the fireworks store, at the pharmacy, and at UPS, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. This has been a Why You Laughing podcast. I love you guys, and we are clear.